I am Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two, two Peas in a podcast, podcast, a relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very, very much. How are you, Delbert? I am a stinky, sweaty, melty, cheesy, crunchy boy. Oh, it is so hot that my. I believe the weather person said it was hot as balls outside today. <laughs> They had that little chart with the temperature, and then one of them just had. It just said, hot, Hades, heck, balls. B- balls. Um, That's the scale. Being questioned by your mother-in-law, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Oh, man, this is it. We, we are in the upper Midwest, the, the Great Lakes state of Michigan, America's high five, and it is so warm this weekend, and uh, it's a great way to close out the first month of summer. I guess... Here's my gripe, is that it is summertime, and we're all talking about it being hot like it's a surprise. And two months ago... It is hotter than it's been for a very long time. I think it set a record. I mean, it was like 70 earlier this week. The jump has been extreme. It has been. When you're in like Florida or Texas or something and it's hot, you expect it to be hot, so it's not as bad. Like, I grew up in Florida and it's like, oh, 100, whatever. But when you're in a place where it's not normal, it just, it's a, the, the drama is increased. You think? I think so. You think? And I do feel that we've checked off one of the boxes that all podcasts um, have of talking about weather. So we've done that. There we go. Small talk. Achievement, Check. achievement unlocked. Official podcast achievement unlocked. Awesome. Very good. So Stephanie, tell us about what are we doing here anyway besides talking about the weather? We're just talking. So this <laughs> we're is just, a podcast. We're just repping. We're just jamming back and forth. Hey, what's up with that? Being real. So we're a podcast about relationships. We got two parts. The part that's going to come later is the split, where we take an article torn from the headlines or a research article or something, and then I summarize it, and then we talk about it. This one's going to be fantastic, because I read it, and we plan on mocking it. And then... We do do, because I don't know about it. I plan on relentlessly mocking it. (laughs) This is going to be a peapod first, so hopefully you stay tuned, dear listener. And then the first part that we'll get to in a second is P's and Q's. We take a question and then we break it apart and answer it. Yeah, well, we talk about it. We we dispose our wisdom in little pea-sized chunks. Dispose. Dispel? Dispel? I feel like dispel is the proper word there because dispose implies throwing it away. I was thinking about a vending machine and how they dispose dispense dispense <laughs> or i was thinking about like what if i was the garbage can and you were disposing of your garbage within me you are giving me the garbage <laughs> i got nothing i told you that my brain is real real fried up right now but uh okay but i got i, I got a piece and cues are you ready yes are you, oh, so all right, here's, here's the part of the show that I enjoy, taking questions from you listeners. And if you have a question, before we get to it, before we get to this, if you do ever have a question for the P-Podcast that you would like us to dissect and analyze with our genius wisdom and dispose it back, <laughs> dispense it back to you in perfect golden nuggets, perfect golden nuggets, 
if you ever have a question for us and you'd like us to dispose it back to you, dispense it back to you in perfect golden nuggets, uh, you can do that at contactppodcast at gmail.com. You can comment on our threads on uh, facebook.com slash groups slash ppodcast. That's the pod family. Or on our uh, Twitter at ppodcast and uh, all that good stuff. And also, while you're while you're listening, take a moment, go to Apple Podcasts, go to uh, wherever you're listening to this show. Give us a rating or review and spread the word of the pod squad. Okay, Stephanie, you ready? Let's hit it. My wife is one of four kids, but she has this one sister who has assumed the, quote, leadership role among the siblings. By leadership, I mean that she tries to control the lives of everyone in her family. She tries to tell her parents what to do as well as her brothers and my wife and how to live their lives. She feels she must be involved in every aspect of everyone's life, and it's driving me crazy. My wife insists that her sister is merely trying to help and means nothing more than that. It's getting hard to talk to my wife about this because her sister is making me so angry. And this is now causing tension between me and my wife. So, how do I keep my dislike of my wife's sister in check so that it does not hurt my marriage? That's the question. That's hilarious. <laughs> that, that was not what I was expecting you to say. I believe they call that having siblings or having in-laws. So you think that this is just kind of part of the the sibling deal, huh? I, so I'm thinking of one of my best friends, and mm-hmm. in her family, her mom is one of five, I think, something like mm-hmm. that. But her, my best friend's brother once said that they liked to think of the siblings like it was all the people running a business. Oh, okay. So they're like... One of the brothers would be, like, in charge of maintenance because he was always, like, cleaning stuff. But then my favorite one was there was one sister that he called the communications director. (laughs) Because her job was to call everyone and gossip and, like, Mm -hmm. keep you informed on who was doing what. The leader of the party planning committee. Yes. So you're saying that this sister is filling that communications director role. Oh, no. She's definitely trying to be the CEO. (laughs) That's the problem. That is the problem. CEOs are great when... It's a business and you're getting paid. Well, I feel that CEOs should be voted on by somebody. And if a... Okay. The board should decide. I can't just go to my work and be like, hey guys, I'm the CEO now. And then start telling people what to do. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. And I feel that family, uh, I don't think you should... I don't think you vote. In family, maybe you do. Maybe some families do. But I I, think that this needs some... I think this needs to be addressed. Well, I think... I don't remember where I learned this. But I remember, like, in most families where there's more than two children, the oldest sister tends to take this role. Like, she tends to take on the role of taking care of parents, coordination, being in charge all this other stuff. So I don't think that this is an atypical thing. So th- but maybe But I don't ex- know the birth order of this person, but I don't think this is It might crazy. be an extreme an extreme addition. Yes. of that this situation. Yes. So what do you do? What does our question asker do? Because it sounds like the family or at least maybe on the surface they're just like, "Oh, that's just Diane, and that's just how she is. I think that's common, too, because if you've grown up with that sister being like that and you're accustomed to it, 
it's much easier for you just to shrug your shoulders and you've had 20 30 some years you've learned to accept their behavior it's that it's that old analogy that you hear about the frog and the pot of water and you just turn it up the heat and over time the frog is just dead because it doesn't know is that an analogy (laughs) i think i think so because the frogs they are cold-blooded, and so when they're... they're That's awful. They, they have cold blood. That's not I know. Awful. Well, I know, but now you're like... Anyway, we're talking about boiling things alive. <laughs> you know, okay, it's like you're just so used to it that yeah. you don't notice it. Exactly. Good or bad, you don't notice it. Some Sometimes people take for granted how great their family is, and they don't notice it. You know, That's maybe her family isn't a dysfunctional wreck, and maybe question asker is like, whoa but to actually get to the the part where I empathize and really try to understand someone's perspective. <laughs> I think this is fair game because I think the real issue is where it's creating the split is feeling, I feel like in a marriage, 95% of the time, a really high percentage of the time, you should always feel like you're your spouse's number one and they take your advice over everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have that, like a house divided will not stand. Right. So I think the issue here is she's shrugging it off and you're feeling not listened to. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, it's creating tension because now you're probably feeling like if you say something or try to do something, are you just going to get overruled? And it really undermines the trust you have in your relationship. Yeah. So you're saying that maybe if I don't even entertain the idea of, what you have to say like that's kind of disrespectful to the relationship yeah because i don't think that it's really about the sister it's really about not being your partner's priority and it could be the sister but in another relationship it could be a parent it could be Mm -hmm. a boss it could be whoever your wife is listening to or your spouse is listening to above you it reminds me of a leonardo dicaprio movie that i didn't see but i think it's about where he is going crazy and he's trying to tell people but no one believes him and i think, I think this there's is, three leonardo <laughs> there's like three or four like that i think this is kind of what you're what the question asker may be feeling like is like first of all he wants to be heard like you said second seriously am i the only one that thinks this is a problem like that can wear on someone um so but then how do we get to the help i think step one is Maybe be a little bit more gracious. This person's driving you crazy. But you know what? They've probably been acting like this before you were ever in the picture. And they're not going to change just for you. Like, that's... I think that's true. Like, it may be kind of harsh, but like, oh, you mean I'm 40 years old and now I'm changing because you're in this relationship for the last 10 years and you just don't like me now? Like, okay. Like, that's just not going to happen. And I think where I'm struggling here is... Is that it sounds like you have tried to talk to your wife and she shrugs it off. Yeah, that's so the part. now it's a matter of do you try to broach the subject again but flip the script so that way she hears you differently, or do you try to take on some other behavior? Mm-hmm. Like, because I think the real issue is you need your wife. The my thought is whoever the is most closely related should have the conversation. Yeah. Because if the sister is an issue, I think your wife needs to talk to her about it. And then you need to talk to your wife to say, this is frustrating me. Yeah, I think as far as the sister goes, you're, I don't think you're ever going to change her. Probably I don't, not. I don't think that will ever happen. And that what you said about talking to your wife, is that's the biggest key. And I think the best way to do it is to change the 
change the conversation from she's driving me crazy yeah. to I'm having a hard time dealing with this. Help me understand um, or just can you empathize? Or I think that would when you say this person nah, that automatically puts someone on their guard mm-hmm. of Ugh. but if you go in like, hey, I'm struggling with this, you can come at the same thing, but from a different angle. And I think you could have more progress in that way and actually get some help. So what if I told you, I want to say what I think I would say, and why don't you say what you think you would say to me, and then maybe try these scripts. I think this might be a conversation you need to have several different times until your wife, until you find a way to explain to your wife how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So I think what I would say to Dal if I were in that situation would be, I know that this person's your sister and I really want to love them and accept them and have a good relationship. However, and then I'd have one or two examples when this happened and when this happened, I really felt like you cared more about your sister than you did about me. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel like I'm not as important. Mm-hmm. And then I'd think about what I'd want. I'd probably say something like, I would like it if when that happened, like you came to me first or talked to me first because I want to be the person you turn to first. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably see where it went from there. Mm-hmm. What That's would good. you say? I that, that was a good one, Stephanie. I think what I would say is a, a different approach would be, hey, Stephanie, your sister does this. And I know I've tried to talk. I don't even know if I'd bring that up before because I don't want to like trigger any like walls. I would say, Stephanie your sister did this thing and it made me feel a certain way and I don't want to feel that way and I don't know what to do about it. I know that I have only been in the family for this amount of years and that you are all your family. You've known each other since before you were born, basically. How can I better integrate in what's what's going on here? I think what I liked about what you said is I think leaving the door open to come to a solution together mm-hmm. is helpful. Yeah. I think that's good. I know it's I know it's hard because this this could be any family dynamic, any work dynamic, any anything and really you're not going to change anybody. Um and that's hard. Uh when it's family it can be even harder to 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 work around that. Yeah, cuz you have to be around them a lot of times. You're probably not going to change the sister, but I do think you need to find a way to address it to your wife cuz 20 years of you not feeling like a priority over your sister-in-law is going to lead to some really bad resentment. Right. And then, you know, 20 years of you just griping to your wife about her sister is going to make not... Christmas awful. Yeah, it's not going to be good. So you, it, it looks like from your question, you do want to fix it. You do want to make it better. And I think this is how you do it. You have those conversations about not being heard. You have those conversations about um, wanting to come to a solution on how you can... how how. Tell me your secret family tips on interesting situations. Um, I think that would be super helpful. Mm-hmm. I think you've got this one, Steph. I think so. Cool. Well, thank you again, Question Asker. I hope that this was very helpful for you and everyone else listening. Hopefully you could glean some fresh little knowledge balls for your daily whatever it is that you do. And again, if you have any questions for us, you can send them to contactppodcast at gmail.com and find us on all the social medias. And then while you're at it, download our podcast and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Stephanie, you know what that means. (gasps) 
The Split, where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it. Now, I think we might do a little less talking and a little more action on this one because you you really teed this up for some primo content and I am excited. So I originally found this headlined in none other than Maxim Magazine. Oh, the research journal Maxim Magazine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I don't remember the exact... Oh, let me see if I have it in my browser history super quick. Do I, do I, do I, do I, do I, do I? Nope. So it was... The headline was something really attractive like, ugly women are miserable when their partners are hot. Like something that teed it up okay. like that. Okay. Um, but I didn't summarize the Maxim article. I figured I'd uh, go to the journal article exactly. Oh, so you found they had done their spin on a... Uh, yeah. So they were like They maximized to- it. Oh. Oh, I was going to say they were going to try to pee podcast that article and they yeah. did it poorly. <laughs> so the journal article is from the journal Body Image and it was published in September 2017 and it was written by Reynolds and Meltzer. But the title is Adopting a Dyadic Perspective to Better Understand the Association Between Physical Attractiveness and Dieting Motivations and Behaviors. Now... I'm no advertising <laughs> genius, but I will say the Maxim title, a little bit more interesting. Yeah, probably a little bit better. <laughs> oh, this is that word dyadic again. I always forget. Do you remember that? Is. No, it means to die something. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're dying. <laughs> so a dyadic perspective is taking, is defined as imagining yourself in your partner's place. Mm-hmm. So, like a Freaky Friday situation, pretty much. Okay, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, the one twin girl, Lindsay Lohan. You know, they never really got to the nitty gritty of that. <laughs> like, how does it feel wiping your anyway? <laughs> how does it feel? Like... Do you know what I mean? How does it feel wiping your mom's butt when you're in her body? <laughs> I was uh... magically in her body. Like they change clothes. <laughs> That's the. I never even thought of that. Seriously? I was I was like five or six and I remember thinking, that's gotta be weird. <laughs> For the longest time though, I did think Lindsay Lohan was a twin. She's not. <laughs> well, you know the parent swap. Parent trap. Yeah, I th- she got parent trapped, then Freaky Friday, her mom, then he touched her butt. So what if she is a twin and there's train wreck Lindsay and normal Lindsay? Oh, normal Lindsay, please reveal yourself. <laughs> okay. So um, so for this article, this takes place in Dallas County, she, Texas. She's just gotten the Olsen twins for that one. Come on now. Yeah. They're, they don't. Okay. So Dallas County, Texas. And so the researchers recruited 113 first married U.S. newlywed spouses. So, two, 113 married couples. Sounds like a good number. So, the goal of this article is to understand if... I'm trying to... <laughs> You're trying for this not to, like, break your brain? I'm going to read it verbatim. Understand if respective attractiveness plays a role in, basically, life satisfaction. Okay. So, the more attractive you are, the more happy you are with life. That sounds super shallow. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Uh, so here's what they did with the 113 couples. 
So they did two main things. Well, first they recruited them, blah, 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 blah. Um, then they had all the couples complete a survey. Mm-hmm. It was a specific survey which assessed their dieting motivations. And so I have a name of the instrument or whatever that they used, but they used this instrument which determined how often they diet, basically. Okay. So that's one thing. So how much do you diet? How do you diet, et cetera? And, like, are you on a diet? So, like, Atkins, mm-hmm. other diets. Because those all-meat diets, not as attractive. Not so much. chomping on meat all day, and I don't want to see that. Okay, but then, my favorite <laughs> part. I'm, I'm trying not to, like, jump the gun on how excited I am. Then, they took headshots of all of these couples. Uh, you diet the most six times, Steve. You're over there. And this is verbatim from the article. <clears throat> Objective physical attractiveness... Trained coders rated spouses' facial attractiveness using the head and shoulders photographs on a 10-point scale ranging from 1, not at all attractive, to 10. Who are these people? Are they code? Who are these coders? 10, extremely attractive. (laughs) What? And then, wait, there's more. A second independent group of trained coders rated spouses' body attractiveness using the full body photographs on the same 10 point scale gross so gross but coders (laughs) demon there's something oh sidebar out before i finish the last sentence there's something called uh inner coder reliability or inner irr inner rater reliability Mm -hmm. where you have one set of people coding stuff and then another set and then you compare how they coded it and you get a score and Mm -hmm. if the score is similar basically it means the coding went well so that's what they're saying they did that makes sense two groups of coding compare them okay so um coders demonstrated adequate reliability for facial husbands interclass blah 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 adequate doesn't sound very dependable yeah i know Uh, Coders demonstrated adequate reliability for facial and body attractiveness. Thus, we computed participants' mean facial and body attractiveness ratings. So these researchers train people to tell you whether these 113 couples were hot or not. Based on what? Um, They trained them based on a scale of 1 to 10. (laughs) What does that mean? I'm guessing they probably had them look at different facial features. They're like, this person's a 10. This person's a 1. 10 would be uh, exactly you. Yeah. And 0 would be a gross dinosaur. Well, it's just so... So my background sociology. And in sociology, how attractive you are is so subjective. Because if you look at through history... Being very, very large a few hundred years ago was really sexy, and it's still sexy in a lot of cultures because it's a sign of wealth and having all these things. And to some people, like, that's still super attractive, and you are attractive. So I don't know how you get to objective attractiveness at all. Anyway, go to the next thing. But for the sake of science, let's pretend this is good. Okay. Um, So... What did the results reveal? So they had them say how much they dieted, and then they had strangers rate how hot they were. I don't usually, except for the one part where I said they just eat, like, raw meat all day, I don't find dieting as whether that makes you attractive or not. Well, the dieting part, they're using that as a proxy for happiness. 
So they're saying the more you diet, like the, more, the less. <laughs> the more you diet, the more happy you are. Less. So like okay. if you diet more, kind of, you're like probably less satisfied and happy. If you diet less, uh, you're probably happy, satisfied, oh, etc. Okay, that 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 checks out. That has some more intuition yeah. to me. And so the results, Maestro, revealed that women who had attractive husbands were more likely to diet and constantly try to lose weight in order to look better and better, which isn't fun. Okay. So if you're... They found that out? That like that was like... That yeah. was something from this arbitrary scale thing that they just found out. Yeah. So I mean, if that, you're not as hot of... as your husband, you're going to diet more and be miserable. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> I know it is kind of it's interesting. It's a little interesting. It's also... Real creepy and... Awful. Awful. But super interesting. Kind of interesting, yeah. Well, that's why I'm talking about it, because it's... You know. You know. I can see the multifaceted. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, humans are complicated creatures. On the flip side. So, you know, some husbands are more attractive than wives, but there's also the flip of that. So they did find that um, those who had not-so-hot husbands, so if husbands were less attractive, did not feel the need to diet all the time incessantly. And then it says, because when you're dieting incessantly, you're feeling the need to compete with other women, which makes you as a woman less happy. Okay. <sighs> That's bad. It's so it's so cr- freaking superficial. It's cringy. So basically, if you want to be happy, marry an ugly husband, because uh, then you'll be happy. Or if your husband just uh, score something higher than yourself, and you'll be ecstatic. Is that... No. Oh, this is just a bad thing. So less attractive wives married to more attractive husbands. Why would you even want to look at this? Less attractive, because it was in Maxim. Less attractive wives married to more attractive husbands reported more dieting motivations and behavior. In contrast, men's dieting motivations (laughs) were not significantly associated with their own and their partner's attractiveness. Yeah, because guys don't care. Yeah, I know. They just eat whatever. And that is where I just felt sad. <laughs> that is really sad. And it made me wonder how much of that... Okay, so let's say that this research is true and accurate. Although, whatever. So let's it's say it's... questionable. Then I just get into the whole... Isn't it sad that women in these relationships just feel the need to diet and look good for their own happiness? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do want to keep it tight from my wife. I want to keep it tight for you, too, but not because I'm... Trying to compete? Yeah. Or something? It's more for myself. Your own personal... Like, your fitness is kind of like your hobby, though. I love working out. So I think that might be different. Yeah. If, if say, your fitness is not your hobby, but you're trying to do it because you are insecure about something. And maybe you are with someone who's a big, big jerk and makes you feel bad about your body and yourself. Well, they're not good enough for you, and you should just dump them. Bye. I wish they said that at the end of the article. But. <laughs> they should say that. Ugh, so frustrating. You know, I hope usually when you do coding stuff, you make sure that you kind of don't associate scores with the people or something. But what if the results were to get out to these people? Like, what? They rated me a four? I'm at least an eight. <laughs> some random coder in like some like glass tinted room. Okay, but the grand summary that they come to after all of this, after rating people, after asking them about dieting, after finding that women who are less attractive diet more and are less happy, 
These findings highlight the value of adopting a dyadic approach to understanding dieting motivations. Okay, so English, please. So basically, they do all this to come to the grand conclusion that you should try to put yourself in your partner's like shoes perspective shoes feet feet okay shoes pants and i'm guessing that's the part the maxim magazine left out i i'm trying to remember if that's the part they left out because their headlines seem to be like you're unhappy because you're ugly yeah basically and not hey you should think about what your other partner might be feeling empathy and i it's just so weird to me because that's the perspective they take, but I don't understand why they need to do all this research to be like, hey, maybe you need to think about your partner. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're ugly and you're not happy because you suck. Oh, think about your other partner and their feelings. It's such a weird roundabout way. Of, I feel like they found some answers and then were like, oh, this is creepy and weird. So let's try to make it have some other answer. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Out of all the research I read, when I first read this in Maxim and read the summary before I had time to think about it, I thought it was interesting, and I was like, oh, this will be silly, but the more I've sat on it, the more I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the way that they went about, the way they did the research design, the research sample, I don't agree with. I didn't look at the instruments they used to make sure that they were great. We should find the scale. But the perspective they take, and then their final conclusion... This isn't good research. Not good research. Would you give this? How many thumbs down is this? Ten? Ten thumbs down? Uh, maybe like, what? Ten is ten is really, really attractive. <laughs> and one is ugly. Thumbs down is always bad, though. I don't know. Maybe like a three. A three thumbs down. Three thumbs down from Stephanie on this terrible, terrible research. Well, Stephanie. That says the first time I've ever, like, mocked research on this show. You mocked it real bad. And I think rightly so, because it's a. Uh, it was kind of weird. It made I me. Think it I made just me, hate the premise of it too. Anyway, it made me feel not good. Let me go eat some chocolate. I need. It made me feel bad about life. You and, know what? I'm gonna put myself in your shoes. I'm gonna put myself in your shoes Aww. and buy myself some ice cream. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well. The two peas in the podcast are going to buy themselves some ice cream here in a quick moment. But before that, oh, it's our cat Leo. Hi, Leo. Uh, Before we go buy ourselves some ice cream, we are going to put a link in the show notes so you can go read and make fun of this article for your own self and hopefully join the conversation about how much you love your partner. Let's just hear that and how they make you feel great. Tell us that in the comments. You can find us wherever you listen to and download your favorite podcasts. Open up your own podcatcher that you have on your phone. Download us, subscribe, and you will hear us every Tuesday. Thank you to our friends at the Podcast Elite Network. Thank you to my wonderful co-host for all the hard work she does putting into this show. And thank you to all of you, the wonderful pod squad, for making this worth doing and making this fun show happen stephanie do you have any words before we go we hope that after listening to this podcast you two learn that you are beautiful (laughs) and that you can like each other yes very very much beautiful yes